This is an AMI podcast. This is an AMI podcast. My name's Nico Cartarelli. We get you set for this low vision and development division game between Team Yellow and Team Black. And that means we welcome Fast Eddie Parento back into the booth. Eddie, thank you for joining us here. Oh, very uh, glad to be here. How are you uh, feeling? You think we're going to have a great game here? I think so. You know, this um, the game yesterday, I'm not going to say it didn't mean anything, mm. but now this becomes a best two out of three. Mm -hmm. So Team Yellow won today, earlier earlier today. Yep. If they, uh, if they do it again this afternoon, then basically tomorrow guys are just playing for pride. But uh, I saw Karen Russo mm -hmm. after, uh, after the game, and uh, she was a bit animated. She was not happy with a couple of what she felt were non-calls, mm -hmm. got taken down, a little bit of stick work. Yep. She also admitted that yes, she gave it back, which we, uh, <laughs> we you described. But uh, yeah, this could get a little feisty because yeah. uh, you know the, these teams want to win as well. Well, no question they want to win. As Ed alluded to, Yellow taking a 2-1 victory earlier today when these two teams faced off this morning. But we await the opening puck drop here in this Final game of day number two at the 2018 Canadian National Blind Hockey Tournament presented by AMI and CNIB. Yeah, apparently well, Amanda Perlman was not too pleased either, but she's been one of the dominant players. And hmm. and as you know, when you're, uh, I mean, Sid gets it, Gretzky got it, a lot of other guys <laughs> get it, man, when you're good, they go after you and they're all over you. you get a little extra shots once in a while. Yeah, the best players have to deal with a little bit more and Proven's certainly one of the top players for Team Black as she's lighting the lamp here at the tournament. Absolutely. Um, once again, my quick shout out. Hope yeah. you tuned in today, Fred, this afternoon. I don't think I'll catch tomorrow's game because it's a two hour difference. What? Yeah, come on, Fred. Seven o'clock in the morning. Just come on, Fred. Wake <laughs> up and tune in tomorrow. Well, if, <laughs> if they can help him with the computer, maybe he will. Who knows? Action is underway here in the low vision and development division game as Proven brings it into the zone for Team Black. And we appreciate everyone tuning in from coast to coast to coast. And yes, Fred, we hope you can join us tomorrow as well. And we appreciate you tuning in. We love that Eddie continues to... Uh, give you those shout outs and we appreciate everyone who's tuning in if you want a personalized shout out tweet me at bro behind the mic let me know where you're tuning in from and who you're cheering on and we'll get to a few shout outs here in this game as team yellow dumped the puck in Poitevin played it down inside the team black zone where Dominic LaRue comes up with it for team black he plays it over to the far side for Greg Russell who under pressure ends up coughing that one up. Laura, dirty dangles Mark, feeds it into the corner. And Zach Robinson can't step off the half wall. Nice defensive play there from Dominic LaRue to tie up the team yellow four check as Proven has it out of her own corner. Plays it off the boards to the line and stays in the zone but Provan does well to get to it. And on the second effort, she'll clear it out for Team Black. Her pass intended for Le Montagne, just out of his reach. And it's picked up by Dave Poitevin, who he's been getting a ton of ice time here today. As Le Montagne tries to center that one, it's at the side of the far post. And now it's picked up by Poitevin. Poitevin feathers that one forward ahead to Timmy Caputo. 
Caputo, one of the players from the child and youth division who got the call up, centered in front, and that one just out of the reach of Sean Creelman. And we've got a crease violation called against Team Yellow as Creelman ended up crashing into the net there. But some great chemistry there between Caputo and Creelman. That young kid from uh, Long Island, apparently. He's only 14 years old. Timmy? Yeah. Oh, no kidding. That's what I heard, yeah. I knew he was a youngster. I didn't yeah. know he was from Long Island. That's, that's great, too. Yeah, that's what they're telling me, yeah. Well, certainly not the same level of representation from our compatriots south of the border here this year, which is understandable given the Blind Hockey Festival happening next weekend in Chicago. And, of course, we wish them all the best in terms of their growth as they get set to announce the first ever American national blind hockey team with support from USA Hockey for that great exhibition coming up later in October down in Pittsburgh. Of course, the excitement here this weekend, who's going to make the Canadian national team? Absolutely. That's, that's going to be really interesting and uh, it would be nice if uh, one of the media outlets jumped on board and maybe uh, went down there to Pittsburgh and carried this thing. Well, we got to figure a way to do it, even if I have to pay my own way down there. You can pretty much bet that I'm going to be down there. So it's going to be a great weekend of hockey in October. As Team Yellow here try to keep the puck pinned in the zone, and 11.45 left in the period. They do a good job to hold it in. Nice play by Shannon Murphy at the point. Team Black just overskate that puck as centered out front just through the... Skates of Brian McLean couldn't get a clean shot away, and it's out to center ice where Ted Mortsugu has to defend this rush from Ben Holung. Holung makes the pass to Ashley Andrews. Andrews takes the shot. Great save by Gauthier as she gets the start here in this game for Team Yellow. Centered out front, another chance as Holung let that shot find. It just went wide to the near post. Two ice owls are battling, and... Uh you got one who's 20 and Ted is in his 70s. So <laughs> kind of one extreme to the other with the age range there. Caputo brings the puck all the way up the ice here for Team Yellow. He's muscled off it as Lemontagna got the puck away from Caputo. And now Lemontagna brings it into the offensive zone. But he's in there all alone. Tries to feed it over to Provan coming off the bench. But that's broken up by Murphy. Now they get the clean pass. 10.35 remaining here in the period. Proven takes it to the near corner. Centered attempt for La Montagna. That's broken up. Good defensive play by Ted Mortsugu to get a stick on that pass. Caputo breaks up the centering pass from Proven. Tries to feed it over to Dominic Tate, but it hit the skates of Ryan Cousy and it stays in the zone. They flick it around the far side boards. Proven hustles and gets to that puck first ahead of Tate. But on second effort, Caputo smacks it out to center ice. Goalies haven't been too busy so far. Um, Francis Manella got a little extra work in the previous game. That's right. He came in in relief of Aaron Prevo and Manella on the bench right now to start for Team Black as it's Justin Wack getting the nod here. Andrews brings it in. Tight shot right on. Great save by Gauthier. The rebound goes to the far side post and the danger cleared by Dave Poitavent. A great save there from Catherine Gauthier, as if on cue, Team Black realizing, hey, we got to get some shots on goal, and Eddie, finally one of these goaltenders are tested. A little bit, yeah. Well, we'll see, what, uh, see if they can keep that up. Dominic Tate has the puck here for Team Yellow. Plays it near side, intended for Zach Robinson, but Andrews checks him, and it's on the stick of Karen Rousseau. 
Delayed offside here against Team Black as Chowdhury on the wrong side of the blue line. Team Black have to escape the zone and that'll give Dave Poitavin some time to make a pass. Poitavin gets it over to the stick of Sean Creelman. Creelman takes it into the zone. He's got Robinson with him. Creelman drives wide, centers for Robinson. It's in the skates and in the blue paint where the goaltender Wack able to freeze it for the faceoff with 8.40 remaining in the first. Yeah, both teams so far just missing on their passes. Coming close, but uh, not really creating any great scoring opportunities as of yet. Well, certainly feeling each other out right now and all the games in this division are close, close games. I mean, the one yesterday, 4 nothing. Again, that was more the balancing game to get a feel for where the teams are, but the one today, a 2-1 final oh, yeah. for Team Yellow. I mean, that's as tight as you can get. You got that right. Caputo steps in to take the draw for Team Yellow, wins it over to Creelman, who tries to get it to Laura Mark. Mark battling there against Greg Russell. That shot attempt coming off the stick of Creelman gets blocked, and here comes Provan for Team Black. She makes the pass intended there for Brody McKenzie, but just out of his reach, and now Team Yellow take it out of their zone. Creelman brings it across center ice. He's got Laura Mark with him on the right wing. Creelman streaking up the left side, centers it for Mark, and it hit the heel of her blade, and she couldn't corral it for a clean shot that time. Poitavin dumps it deep inside Team Black territory. It rolls actually off the side of the far post, and Team Black retrieve it below their goal line. Caputo digging away, shot right on, and Wack holds that one for the draw with 7.15 left in the first. That's pretty even still. I mean, Team Yellow, um, yeah, Team Yellow's had, I think, a little more, bit more time in the Team Black zone, but overall it's fa fairly even. Well, we love tweets coming in from folks all over the country, and Sean tweeting us a big save by Gautier, already an exciting first period. Sean, thank you so much for tweeting in, and if you want a shout-out, you can tweet me, Nico Cartarelli, at bro behind the mic. Let us know who you're cheering on, where you're watching from, and we'll get to a few shout-outs. You know, I know you're not on Twitter, Ed. Are you on Instagram? No. Oh, man, one of these days we're going to get you on social. One of these days I'm we will. I'm not that important. <laughs> Don't count yourself short, buddy. I'd follow you. As Team Yellow dig away for the puck there in the far corner. David Brown makes a good defensive play for Team Black, and it's to the near side where it's scooped up by Karen Rousseau. Rousseau loses the puck that time, but an inadvertent collision brings a stoppage to play with 6.04 remaining in the period. Ed, you were talking with a couple of these players before the game, and maybe a little bit of frustration starting to set in. I have to think fatigue's becoming a factor as well, as this is the third game in essentially two days for these teams. Yeah, they're not used to this amount of hockey, I think, in this short of time. I know probably the first-timers to this tournament, that's probably uh, something that you, you would get a comment on um, after today, for sure. Hopefully I have something left for tomorrow. Chowdhury makes the pass ahead for Proven. These two teams will battle again tomorrow at 9, 10 a.m. in the Low Vision and Development Division final game of the 2018 Canadian National Blind Hockey Tournament. 
as you're tuned in, presented by CNIB and AMI. Provan picks up the puck. She passes it over to Lamontagne. He's at the top of the high slot, lets the shot fly. What a gutsy block there as Ted Mortsugu gets in the way of that shot from Sam Lamontagne. Yeah. I don't know what these defense are doing, but <laughs> hey. it hurt. the plastic puck hurt enough. <laughs> Well, I've been on the ice before with Ted as my defenseman, and I'll tell you, I appreciate the way he plays. He's a great communicator on the ice for his goaltenders, and he's always willing to block a shot, which at his age, if I were that vintage, I would not be getting in the way of any shots. Here's a break for Team Black. Lamontagna brings it right in and shoots it just wide of the near post. Tries the wraparound, and that one's snuffed out as Team Yellow... Desperately trying to clear the zone. Provan has it. Backhander right on, and she sneaks it through. Team Black take the lead off a backhand goal from Amanda Provan. Yeah, they had quite a bit of pressure there for the last uh, minute or so. And Amanda Provan. Number goal, number four goal. For yeah, her. she just continues to light the lamp here at the tournament. She was a breakout last year coming on late in the tournament last year and she has really put up a strong case for rookie of the year here at the 2018 canadian national blind hockey tournament yeah i think her um, her biggest competition would be one of her teammates la montagne yes he's played really well yeah he has played very well i gotta think a player like timmy caputo might be in the running as well there have been a number of yeah. great young players breaking out here this tournament as Team Black bring the puck back into the offensive zone. Ashley Andrews along the near sideboards. Battling there against Caputo. Andrews takes it all the way behind the goal. Centers out front as Brody McKenzie lets the shot fly in. With Rousseau getting a tip on it, it trickles just wide of the near post. McKenzie first on it, loses it there to Tate, but Good back checking by Team Black as they had four defenders below the blue line. They scoop it up and send it down as Caputo corrals it now for Team Yellow. Caputo with room to skate brings it into the zone along the near side wing. Takes it all the way behind the net. He's got to get a passing option so he shields it there from the check of Andrews. But then moments later Greg Russell does a nice job to clear it out of the zone. Poitavin hammers it off the boards and back inside the Team Black zone with 2.25 remaining here in the first period. Teams battling for possession. Dominic Tate and Timmy Caputo in there, but it's Amanda Proven who comes away with the puck for Team Black. She's got Samuel Lemontan on the right wing. The pass just out of his reach, but with 2.05 left, he'll corral it in the near corner. Montagna battling against Caputo and McHugh. Wraparound attempt. Oh, what a save! Gautier puts the right pad down and stones Amanda Proven of what should have been a sure goal. I think uh, Team Yellow needed that right there. A huge save for Catherine Gautier and Team Yellow as this remains a one-goal game. Well, you mentioned... That Timmy Caputo coming from south of the border. How about this? New York Metro Blind Hockey sending us a tweet. They're tuned into the game. A proud father watching his son play here at the national tournament. 
thank you so much for tweeting at us and for all the work you guys do growing blind hockey in the New York area. Absolutely. It's really taken off in the U.S. It's, it's pretty incredible. Yeah, for sure. And not just at a local level. To see teams like the Pittsburgh Penguins and the Chicago Blackhawks put major resources behind their clubs. That's really impressive. I think the Capitals have done done a bit of that as well. Yes, you're absolutely right. And I, I shouldn't have left them out because Craig Fitzpatrick's work with the Washington Wheelers and the Washington Capitals, none of that would have been possible with the work without the work Craig no. has done. And he's also been involved in Denver, and I guess they've got a huge turnout out there. So, And he was just telling me last night about a couple new markets that they're looking to form teams in including one in Vegas. So I'm going to put this out there right now. The 2018 Canada-USA exhibition, Pittsburgh. Cool. 2019, we're going to Vegas. There you go. <laughs> As Team Black gained possession here through the neutral zone, it's Karen Rousseau. She makes the pass over to Ben Ho-Lung, and he gets the puck in deep for Ashley Andrews. Andrews passes it back to Rousseau. There's the good pass indicator, shot on from distance. But a good block by Ted Mortsugu as they try clear the danger out from front of the net. That does it for the first period. A great end-to-end -end period of action. And after 15 minutes of play, it's a 1-0 lead for Team Black as Amanda Proven has them out in front. I don't know if you've noticed, but to me it seems like Team Yellow was a lot sharper in the earlier game than they are this one. The passes just seemed not to be happening this uh, you know, they're just missing. Yep. And they were, it seemed to be a lot tighter in, uh, in the game this morning. Yeah, I would tend to agree. There hasn't quite been the same support for the goaltender here through the first 15 minutes of play. And you're right, the passing, the breakouts, not quite as crisp as they were this morning. Well, I guess it's something they'll have to... Uh, got a couple of minutes here. Maybe they can discuss it quickly, figure, uh, figure out, uh, you know, how to, how to correct it and go from there. It really, I mean, it can't be understated how physically taxing this is on these players. And, you know, this is now the uh, final game of day number two. This is the second game for these teams here today. you got to think fatigue's going to become a factor down the stretch. Oh, absolutely. And some of these people are not, like, Dave Poitavin is, is not a rookie. Karen right. Russo is not a rookie. Uh, there's a few people that are in this division that are not youngsters at all. Mm -hmm. But uh, maybe... Um, you know, have the lower vision, Megan McHugh or whatever, people like that. So, yeah, they're not young anymore, and this, this t does take its toll. So, like I said to you earlier, we'll see what they have tomorrow. They'll be glad to be getting home, I think, after all this is done. <laughs> you know, they love the tournament. They yep. love the, the interaction with the other players and, and things like that. But it is a physical grind. Well, we're just about set for the second period of play. We'll get a couple of rapid-fire Twitter shout-outs in. One for Carmela Hutchison, one for Sean, one for LMB. We've got Daniela Ruddle, who's been tweeting us all weekend. Kelly Rennie and Lorne Weber as well. And I can't wait to catch up with Lorne and his wife Serena at the banquet a little bit later today. Yeah, he's had a pretty good tournament, I think, uh, going for uh, Team Black. 
He's been fantastic yeah. for Team Black, and I gotta think he's making a case to be one of the three goaltenders named to Team Canada. Oh yeah, there's 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 a few names in there. You can say Mario's making a case. He's playing really well here, absolutely. And you know, it's it's an interesting conversation, Ed, because I think when you start to break down potential rosters, there's a lot of evenly matched players on both teams. I think where Canada may have the edge is between the pipes. Uh, yeah, you could be right. Um, there's, uh, there's, I think, believe his name is Doug Goist for the yes. Washington Wheelers. He was here last year. Played really well. And he's, he's and a, a massive guy. body. Yeah, yeah I think he he's like six guy. three or so. He might even be bigger than that. Yeah, but, he, but he's, he would probably be their starter. I think if they named the team tomorrow. Uh, yeah, I would think you're likely right. But uh, again, I, I, I gotta think we just have more depth in goaltending at this point. I believe I agree with you, and I think it's because we've been doing this a little bit longer. So yeah, goaltenders take a little bit longer to develop. And uh, yeah, they may be a little thin once they once you get past Doug. Well, Timmy Caputo, maybe a little early to consider him for Team USA. Although, hey, maybe not. He's been fantastic here this weekend, both playing in the child and youth division and here in the low vision and development division. Yeah, he's maybe one of the, the future of USA hockey. He's one of the top players, I think, for Team Yellow right now. He's, he's as they snipe one, what a goal there! Randy Cameron puts it top shelf, and Team Yellow even this one up at one all. Wow. <laughs> Didn't mean to cut you off there. Yeah, that's I'm sorry okay. about that, that's but all right, what hey. a snipe by wow. Randy Cameron. Yeah, good goal, good goal. Nice way to start after you've uh, kind of been dominated a little bit in the first period to come out and tie the game fairly quickly into the second. A big goal there for Team Yellow as they tie this one up. 12.50 remaining here in the second period of play. Ashley Andrews on the draw against Zach Robinson. Team Yellow win the faceoff and get the puck inside the offensive zone. Oh, wow. Great tweet that we got to get to in a couple minutes because this is pretty interesting. But Dominic Tate on the puck right now for Team Yellow, digging away for it. The puck comes out to the line and just over the stick of Ted Mortsigou. Team Black bringing it up as that's Brandon Joy. Makes the pass over to Ashley Andrews and it just goes out of her reach. And a big collision in front of the net. Ryan Cousy is down and slow to get up here as he collided with Joy, but a nice display of sportsmanship as the two bump fists, and we've got a icing call here against Team Yellow. Now, Brandon Joy, is that a new player? Yeah, first timer here at the tournament. Yes, Newfoundland, sir. I believe, isn't he? That's correct, yes, yeah. sir. Yeah, I think I saw Pop, probably his dad's name, uh, I believe was one of the coaches in the Open Division. Well, I was mentioning that we've been getting some great tweets all weekend long, and we just got another one from the New York Metro Blind Hockey Association who says, thanks for the shout out. Forgot to mention that Willie O'Ree will be in attendance at our next Triad event on April 29th. So happy he's included in this 60th anniversary tour, and what a great representative to be associated with blind hockey. Willie O'Ree, of course, breaking the color barrier and doing it with a visual impairment at that. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I had uh, played really with only one eye. Yeah, pretty spectacular story. And that's that's pretty big, though, to have him go to one of, one of their events. No uh, kidding. You yeah. couldn't ask for a better advocate, really. Oh, no, yeah, for sure. But uh, 
It's really a, a real feather in their cap. Amanda Proven tries to clear the zone here. She's battling up against the near boards against Timmy Caputo. Puck comes loose and it's out onto the stick of Creelman. Creelman's shot is fearlessly blocked there as Dominic LaRue got a glove on it. It's into the far corner where Caputo digs after it. Laura Mark makes the play, puts it further in, and Team Black try whip it out. And on the second effort, Provan gets it across center ice. Sean Creelman makes a good tape-to-tape -tape pass there to Laura Mark. Mark dishes it off to Caputo. There's the indicator of the clean pass, but Lamontagne strips the puck away from Caputo. And then he has his pocket picked by Creelman. Creelman takes the shot. Oh, what a save as Wack got just enough to direct it off the post, and it stays out with 10 minutes remaining here in the second period. Yeah, play a little scrambly there, and then finally Team Yellow getting a chance. Uh, Justin Wack uh, has played really well in these, uh, these three games when he's been in the net. Quite impressed with him. Well, you know, you mentioned that the goaltenders often take a little bit longer to develop. You got to think a youngster like Justin Wack is uh, a bright spot in terms of the future of goaltending for blind hockey in this country. Absolutely. Uh, any idea how old he is? I think 16. I oh, could be wow. wrong, but I, I'm pretty sure he is fairly young. So uh, nice performance here from Justin Wack in the tournament as... Chowdhury tries to track the puck in front of the yellow bench. Of course, Solomon Chowdhury, the official, unofficial, official captain of the Chicago Blackhawks blind ice hockey team and really a big force in terms of getting that program up and running. Yeah, I don't know a lot about him. Uh, of course, last year we had Mikey Gusky here. So yes. Mikey, he kind of stole the spotlight from anybody else. Gusky definitely stole the spotlight, but it's great to have Chowdhury back here for the second year. And yeah, we, for sure. we love that we've got a representative from the Chicago Blackhawks club here as well. As Creelman, or check that, that's Robinson who brings the puck into the zone for Team Yellow. Eight and a half minutes remaining in the second period. Robinson shields it, tries to make the pass over to Cameron. Shot right on and they score! No goal, no clean pass indicated. So Brian McLean's shot will not count. That's too bad. It was a beauty shot, but Ed, you gotta make that clean you pass. You do, absolutely. And uh, you know, people sometimes are we're watching going, why? And I'm going, well, <laughs> it's the rules. <laughs> and it, I mean, it, it, it's there for a purpose. The Abu brought it in. And it was a good idea. And it just, it, you know, it, uh, you can't just have people making breakaways because you have good players out there. They'd be going back and forth and just As scoring we, at will. So. Again, offside called against Team Black. You're absolutely right. It, it levels the playing field. And uh, we've got a official's timeout on the ice here. Not sure what the issue. Oh, we're going to have a goaltending change. Yeah, That's what's going I, yeah, on here. Yeah, kind of flat. It's getting near the midway part of the second period. And yeah. So we'll see uh, Blaine again and uh, Francis, I guess, come in on Team Black and yep. uh, Blaine for Team Yellow. Uh, Blaine Dutcher gets set to take the ice here, relieving Karen Gauthier, who had a stellar performance in this game. And as I just mentioned, Francis Manella takes the net in place of Justin Wack for Team Black. 
Yeah, Justin uh, may not get considered this time for Team Canada. A little mm. bit young, and there's a few guys ahead of him, but mm -hmm. if he keeps playing like he is, um, you know, in the near future, he could be one of those goalies uh, you know, performing against the U.S. Yeah, he's made some quality saves here this weekend, and you're absolutely right. He may just not make it this time, but... You got to think in a year or two down the line, he's going to be in the running. As La Montaigne cuts in from the corner, tried the wraparound, but that got snuffed out at the last second by Caputo. Shannon Murphy with a good play to bank it off the boards and out through center ice. LaRue sends it right back into the zone, but on the delayed offside, Murphy sends it right back to LaRue. The two playing a little give and go, except they're not going anywhere. Exactly. And Opposite colors. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Dominic Tate brings it across the line here for Team Yellow. Just had his pocket picked at the last second by La Montagne. And now Rousseau makes the play in front of her own bench to get it out to center. Caputo, such a strong skater. He endures a bit of a slash there from La Montagne, but he's still got the puck on his stick. He's got room to skate with 6.40 remaining in the period. Caputo takes it all the way behind the goal, checking his options, tries to feed it out front for Ryan Cousy, who is in the high slot, but he was tackled by La Montagne, and now the puck comes out across center ice, and it's scooped up by the aforementioned Samuel La Montagne. Scott. Referees sound like they're letting them play a little bit here. They're definitely letting them go at it, absolutely. As Team Yellow try clear the puck out, Dominic Tate picks it up in front of his own bench, gets around one defender, Tate brings it in, he's got Caputo streaking up the left wing, but the pass just out of his reach, and now Andrews first on it for Team Black. Around the near side boards, it'll be scooped up by Brandon Joy. Joy brings it into the zone for Team Black. Back to the point, that one's picked off as Caputo did a good job back checking right there. 5.45 remaining here in the second period. We're all tied up at one goal apiece between Team Black and Team Yellow in this low vision and development division game as you're tuned in to the 2018 Canadian National Blind Hockey Tournament presented by AMI and CNIB. Laura Mark makes the pass to Caputo. He tries to corral it at the hash marks, lets the shot fly, and it goes wide to the far post as Joy was back checking to get a piece of Caputo. Proven gets it to the line, but not out. Good play by Creelman to hold it in. Caputo sidesteps a would-be checker, gets around another defender as Proven got dumped behind the play. She was a little slow to get up. Mark has the shot, that one's knocked aside, and now Proven tries to clear the zone, but it's held in at the point by Creelman. Creelman feathers it to the near side. And Brandon Joy gets to that puck first for Team Black. He gives it away there to Laura Mark. Mark takes the shot, but three Team Black defenders get in the way, and they block that one. Caputo takes it behind the net for Team Yellow. Tries to work his way back out front, but he's met by a couple of defenders, including Joy, who's got the puck now for Team Black. Dominic LaRue and Brandon Joy with some good defensive work right now for Team Black, but they can't clear the zone as Caputo, strong on the forward check, has got them pinned in. Finally, they clear the puck out here with 4.18 remaining in the period. We've got an icing call against Team Black. They, those don't happen very often, but uh, imagine Team Black is a little bit tired if they weren't able to make any changes. There's a lot of pressure by Team Yellow, but nothing to show for it. It's been pretty interesting 
the back and forth battle between these two teams, especially when you think back to the to the uh, to the game yesterday, the uh, balancing game. That I wouldn't say it's a blowout. Ends up a final score four nothing for Team Black. But today these games are so much tighter, and they really haven't adjusted the rosters at no, all. No, no, they haven't. I mean, a couple add-ons, but yeah. Other than that, they've left them the same. And I don't know. I left here yesterday thinking, well, this could be you know over quickly. But mm. like you say, uh, it's a totally different. Both games are totally different from yesterday afternoons. Pretty, uh, pretty impressive bounce back performance from both teams here today as Team Yellow trying to secure their second win of the game or second win of the day here against Team Black. Team Black win the face off and it's scooped up by Lemontagne as he brings it across the blue line. He's got Provan with him. Tries to dig it out for Provan in front of the net where Chowdhury can't get a stick on it and Creelman skates it out for Team Yellow. 2.55 remaining in the period. Creelman gets around a couple of defenders. He's got Robinson in front of the net, banging his stick. He wants the puck. Creelman gets it to him now at the near side faceoff dot. Creelman down at the goal line. Centers in front. Great stick saved by Manella as he had the paddle down and got a big piece of that one. Poitavin steps in from the point. He's down low in the far corner. Centers out front and no one there from Team Yellow as that pass was positioned right for the slot area, but they couldn't capitalize after a great pass from Dave Poitavin. He's a little bit more involved, getting, maybe getting a little more comfortable. Maybe uh, maybe as you get older, you get a little better. I don't know, with the, <laughs> the more time you're on the ice. Like a fine wine, he there just keeps go. getting better with age. And oh, there's a shot from Lemontania that just screeches wide of the near post. Andrew centers it out just out of the reach of Chowdhury as he had his skates in the hash marks ready for the pass. Just missing. Tough break there for the Chicago Blackhawk as he was in a prime position but couldn't corral the puck for a shooting opportunity. Changes on the fly for Team Black and that'll give Team Yellow a chance to ice it down here. Icing called with a minute 40 remaining in the period. Nah, I think you'd rather move it on that and get a little bit of a, when you see them going to the bench, maybe you got use that time to move up the ice instead of clearing it all the way down. But maybe they were tired as well. And thing is, they got to stay on there now. I don't... Uh, I'm sure that rule applies to the tournament as well, that you ice the puck and you don't change. Yep, you're absolutely right about that. And uh, while Team Yellow will actually sneak a late change in here, <laughs> I don't know if Matt Morrow's going to let this one fly. Yeah, he's allowing it. So uh, Dominic Tate on the ice here for uh, the faceoff. Uh, okay. Well, we'll give a one more shout-out to the New York Metro Blind Hockey Association and Timmy's biggest fan, his brother Anthony, who couldn't be here this weekend, but he will be skating next weekend in Chicago, and we certainly wish all the best to all the participants down in Chicago next weekend. Yeah, it's going to be a great time. There's going to be quite a few Canadians down there. A few yeah. ice owls and yep. some Ibu, I think, and uh, Eclipse. <laughs> That should be a great weekend down in Chicago as Caputo makes the pass over to Tate. 30 seconds remaining in the period. Tate has his pass blocked. They try to dig it out of the corner. Caputo has it at the far side faceoff dot. Cuts in, lets the backhander fly. Kusi from his backside takes the shot, but that gets blocked. And now Brandon Joy, well, first clearing attempt doesn't work. The second one, Andrews gets it down the length of the ice with just 10 seconds remaining. Rousseau gets to the loose puck, but she's the only player from Team Black in the offensive zone. Feathers it out to the point. Three seconds left. 
Proven, maybe time for one shot, lets it fly, and it just goes wide as the buzzer sounds. So two periods in the book, Ed, and we are all squared at one apiece. Yep, absolutely, and uh, see what happens in the third. Um, Yellow, if they can get some momentum and start getting the passes to click, would have uh, you know the chance to uh, sweep this series. But uh, Team Black isn't going to lay down and die either. They're uh, even they've had uh, they've had their opportunities and basically have had the same result. Things are just not quite there. They're just off by a little bit. While we await the result of this final. Let's take a quick moment to thank the various sponsors who have made this tremendous weekend possible, including the Canadian National Institute of the Blind, who are celebrating their 100th anniversary. And a big thank you and shout out to AMI, who have done great work in terms of the broadcast side, but also growing the profile of this event. We also want to thank Ryerson University, Madame Athletic Centre, the Toronto Education Workers, Manion, Electric Health Floor, CCM, Letco Brousseau, Mackenzie Investments, I Physicians and Surgeons of Ontario, the Toronto Toros, the Lions International Club, First Line Promotional Wear, Holiday Inn, and GTHL Canada. Thank you for your continued support as we are broadcasting live at the 2018 Canadian National Blind Hockey Tournament presented by CNIB and AMI. Yeah, that, that list of sponsors uh, seems to have grown a little bit, and even from last year. Well, that's a good thing. Yeah, for sure, it's a good thing. But <laughs> if anything, um, it's got to keep growing. Yeah, well, there's there's a couple names I don't think were on the list list last year uh, yep. that uh, you've mentioned today, you know, a few times today. Well, you know, we we spoke with uh, President Gary Steves a little bit earlier in the day, and he mentioned the fact that the fundraising is still going on, and we do urge folks that. If you're able to, please make a donation. Head over to blindicehockey.com, make your donation, and help grow this incredible uh, sport. And help support events like this. The more funding we get, the more events like this weekend tournament we can put on. Yeah, also, too, when you're coming in tomorrow to watch the game, uh, check out the merchandise that's available. Uh, yeah, some great t-shirts. That's right. Unfortunately, there's a jacket there that I might like, but it's got a fleece liner. and. Well, that'll keep I, you warm in the winter, Ed. I'm allergic to fleece. Oh, okay, that so would not go not well then. No, that's not happening. <laughs> okay, fair enough. We'll yeah. have to get you a fleece-free jacket then. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, some great merch here and some great raffle prizes as well. So if you are in the Toronto area, come on out to the Madame Athletic Centre. Admission is free as tomorrow is the final day of action here at the 2018 Canadian National Blind Hockey Tournament. Third period underway as Team Black and Team Yellow deadlocked here at one apiece. And it's Provan bringing the puck into the zone for Team Black, but La Montagna just a step ahead, and he shows some frustration knowing that, yeah, he could have prevented that offside. Yeah, I hate that when it happens, but it's, it's hockey. Get a little excited, take off, maybe a little, little bigger stride, and next thing they're blowing the whistle on you. Ashley Andrews gets set to take the face off against Zach Robinson. Robinson wins it forward and Laura Mark plays it into the zone. Chopped out across the blue line. Mark picks it back up for Team Yellow. Waits for Robinson to leave the zone and then she's stripped of the puck by Andrews. Poitavin makes a good pinch there to come up with the puck and keep the attack alive for Team Yellow. But they go in just offside 
And they'll whistle it down with 13.30 remaining in the third. A few whistles already in this period. Uh, like earlier today, we had a quite, a, quite a stretch where there was no whistles. The, one of the periods just flew by. Big shout out to the Washington Wheelers. And of course, the great work that Craig Fitzpatrick is doing away from the rink as well, helping to grow the game. We get a few tweets from the Washington Wheelers. And we appreciate everyone tweeting in. You can connect with us on social media. You can tweet me at bro behind the mic, but make sure you give a follow to at CDN Blind Hockey and at AMI Audio. And a big shout out to the AMI social media team. Those guys have been all over it here this weekend. A ton of great posts. So make sure you follow along with them at AMI Audio. Let me know where you're tuning in from, who you're cheering on, and we'll get to a few shout outs in this third period as Laura Mark brings it into the zone, dumps it off for Zach Robinson. He's down low by the goal line, takes the shot. Oh, what a save. The sharp angle shot goes off the mask of Manella and he just keeps that one out. Getting chances, but yeah, both goalies are not gonna let, you know, they're not uh, gonna give it up if they, uh, if, if they can find a way to stop it. Little off the mask a little extreme but hey it stayed out i think he's actually a little shaken up manella is going to be replaced here after taking that shot off the top of the helmet so justin wack is going to have to go back in at least for a few moments as manella i'm not sure if this is an equipment issue actually i think it is an equipment issue maybe one of the straps or something like that on the mask yeah and you know it looks like they're actually just going to have the goalie swap helmets here now this will be interesting for Manella. He plays with an Arthur Zerbe Dominic Hasek style oh. helmet, so oh. like the old school round cage. Okay. Justin Wack plays with the newer style, more sleek baseball style mask. Hmm. So it'll be interesting if this impacts Manella at all, as he's sporting a different mask here. And I guess that speaks to the ultimate team player as Justin Watt gives up his helmet in favor of Manella. Yeah, just hope it fits. Yeah, that's, that's a good the, point. That's a, a big concern. Yeah, really, that's a really good point. And or hopefully it's not too large or whatever because that can, that can be pretty uncomfortable as well. Yeah. Well, great to see that Manella's not shaken up after taking that shot. And having played a couple of blind hockey games myself as a goalie, when you take a shot off the mask, you feel that puck. So pretty impressive that he stays in this game after making that save off the mask. 11.40 remaining here in the third period. Provan clears the puck away from danger out through center ice. Great work by Ted Mortsagu as he wins that foot race against Provan and keeps the play alive. Team Black. Get it out to center ice just as quickly. Team Yellow dump it back in as Caputo scoops it up here across the blue line. He's checked closely by Brody McKenzie. Caputo makes the pass over to Brian McLean. His shot goes just wide. Caputo takes the rebound behind the goal, tries to feather it out front, but great work by Brody McKenzie to break up that chance. Andrews passes it to the near wing for Lemontagna. He gains the zone. Takes a bit of a bump in doing so from McLean, and that knocks him off the puck enough for Caputo to come in and scoop it up. Caputo brings it all the way inside the Team Black zone. He's got to wait for a passing option. Tries to feather it over to Randy Cameron, who's got the goal for Team Yellow here, but they can't connect on that pass, and it's out to center ice where Dominic Tate tries to feather it back into the zone. 
Cameron has it for Team Yellow. He plays it up, and it's now in possession of Brandon Joy for Team Black. Joy makes the pass to Andrews, who gains the offensive zone. Nice back check by Caputo as he sniffs out that attack, and the puck at center ice, where teams battling for possession. As Dominic Tate and Brody McKenzie to continue to go at each other. Delayed offside here against Team Yellow. And maybe a penalty against Team Black. We'll have to wait. Yeah, it is going to be a penalty. Oh, so Brody McKenzie gets called for the roughing minor on Timmy Caputo. And Team Yellow head to the power play with 9.50 left in the third. Has that kid even come off the ice this period? <laughs> At all today? Yeah. Because he was in the child and youth yeah, game well, too. Yeah, well, you know what? I mean, what is it with these Americans? A couple of years ago it was... Uh, Victoria Venturini, I think. That's uh, right. I said to you, does she ever come off the ice? <laughs> she was on there. Always, it seemed like you were calling your name every, uh, you know, every second um, play. And he's been on. It sounds like he's been on the ice right from the get-go of this period. Well, he's on the bench now, getting a well-deserved rest. But I'm sure he won't be on the bench for very long. Uh, so. No, probably not. <laughs> he seems he's one of their more more, uh, more effective players today. And funny you mentioned the Vantarinis. I was talking with their brother Daniel a couple weeks ago and was hoping they'd be up here, but they've committed to the weekend in Chicago. And of course, we wish Christine and Vicky all the best there. Hey, they can have the scoring machine one year. We'll get her back next year. There you go. <laughs> As Team Yellow battle for possession outside of the Team Black Blue line, Provan comes up with it. And here's a potential two on one for Provan. She makes the pass to Lemontagna. Lemontagna takes the shot, and it just goes wide to the far post. Great chance there, short handed for Team Black, but they can't get the shot on goal. And here comes Sean Creelman for Team Yellow. Streaking up the left wing, takes it all the way in. Centered in front for Robinson, and he scores! And Team Yellow go ahead 2-1 on a power play goal from Zach Robinson. Nice play. Uh, good passing by Sean Creelman, and uh, that could that could be uh, that could through that could be the decider. I don't think it's a little early yet, but both teams really haven't been sharp as far as I'm concerned. A lot of shots missing the net, so uh, we'll see if Team Black can maybe get it together here and uh, mount some kind of attack. Eight and a half minutes remaining here in the third period. It's gut check time for Team Black as they trail now two to one. Two unanswered goals here for Team Yellow as Randy Cameron tied the game up at one and Zach Robinson just cashes in on the power play after a great setup by Sean Creelman. Team Black, one extra skater out there right now. They're gonna allow play to continue on as they sort this out. And now with the extra skater touching the puck, they're just gonna whistle it down and allow the player to get off the ice here. So no penalty, play continues on. With 8.04 remaining in the third, Team Yellow now in front, two to one. Wait a minute. Well, they made small mistake there. Yeah. I Sean Creelman is number 18, Randy Cameron number 13, and Creelman definitely made that pass, so Creelman getting the assist. A big collision there between Brian McLean and Brandon Joy, and for player safety, they're going to whistle this one down to make sure both players are okay, especially the younger Brandon Joy. That is a tough collision there yeah. to have to take. Yeah, Brian McLean... Uh 
had a bit of a collision with the official in the earlier game. That's right, game yeah. And, uh, but he's, he's a, he's a good-sized guy, so you uh, don't want to be running into those guys if you don't have to. Puck played around the far side boards, held in by Team Yellow. Caputo at the hash marks, can't corral it, as Andrews does a good job defensively to take the puck away from him. 7-10 remaining in the period. Poitavin keeps it in at the point. Caputo plays it down low to the far hash marks where Ben Ho-Lung tries to clear the zone, but that's stopped along the far boards. Now it's played behind the net. Brandon Joy first on it for Team Black. Plays it along the near side, but Caputo hustles and just keeps it in. Nice play there by Caputo to keep the play alive. Dominic LaRue smacks it off the boards, out through the neutral zone as the teams exchange puck possession here. Nice move there as Brandon Joy with a, some fancy stick handling got around Caputo and now it's on the stick of Ashley Andrews. Andrews, about three feet inside of the blue line, lost the puck, but Ho-Lung there to back her up, gets it to the far side hash marks where Poitavan uses the boards to get it up to Caputo at center ice. Caputo gains the zone, waiting for some passing options. He's got Randy Cameron trailing him. Caputo makes the pass over for Cameron. Cameron met by the check of Brody McKenzie, who's been solid back there for Team Black. A natural forward, he's been asked to play a lot of defense here for Team Black. Centered out front, good chance there as Dominic Tate couldn't corral it for a clean shot on goal. Tate has it at the far side hash marks. Passes it out to the top of the circles. Caputo tries to feed that shot through the scrum, but too many bodies in the way, never got to the net. And now Tate has to hustle to that loose puck ahead of Ben Ho-Lung. Caputo feeds it into the far corner. And he comes up with it, takes it behind the net. He's tripped up, and that's going to be a penalty call coming against Gregory Russell of Team Black as he and Caputo get caught up behind the net. And with 5.15 left here in the third period, Team Yellow going back to the power play. Yeah, Team Yellow, since that goal, is doing what they uh, need to do. They've been uh, dominating the play and keeping it down in uh, Team Black's end and drawing another penalty. Um, hopefully uh, they uh, can hold off here and not give up another goal because down 3-1 to one right now uh, it could be costly. 5.05 left here in the third period of play. Team Yellow with a 2-1 lead at the moment, and they're on the power play. Off the offensive zone draw, Lemontagna takes it, and they've got a shorthanded 2-on-0. Lemontagna makes the pass to Proven. She, oh, she fans on the shot, a rolling puck as she approached the crease. Centers in front for Lemontagna, but he's checked closely. And Ed, that may have been the golden opportunity for Team Black, and they couldn't capitalize. That's frustrating. A short-handed two-on-o. Wow. You're not gonna see Amanda Proven miss too many like that. She's got the puck once again here at the far side hash marks. Proven feeds it down low behind the net. Lemontagna gets it. There's the buzzer for the good pass. Lemontagna tries to cut out front. Great work by Shannon Murphy using the body against Lemontagna. And now they smack it up the ice as Zach Robinson, who's got the go-ahead goal, Tries to set Team Yellow up here on the power play with 4.05 left in the third period. Proven first on it for Team Black. She plays it off the far side boards and it rolls just past Shannon Murphy. As coming off the bench, Caputo scoops it up for Team Yellow. 
Caputo brings it into the zone. He's got Tate along the right wing. Cousy trailing behind, makes the pass to Ryan Cousy, who sends it back down low to the near corner for Caputo. Caputo takes it behind the goal, stops, reverses, tries to tuck it home, but Manella read that perfectly. He was not fooled on that wraparound. Nice save. They, uh, they needed that, and then... Uh, he, he does actually take a break, Caputo. <laughs> Said he comes <laughs> off, he came off the bench on that one. But now Francis Manella made a good save right there, and Team Black needed it, giving them a chance to come back. Penalty over, so Team Black now back to five-a-side hockey, as Gregory Russell, the Vancouver Eclipse player, out of the box, and heading over to the bench. Yeah, nice guy. I met him, I met him last night. He uh, was hanging out with an old friend, Brian Mackey, from uh, R.I. Sowell days and mm -hmm. other days. <laughs> but uh, Gregory came in, and we just had a bit of a chat with him. Off the offensive zone draw. Caputo gets it to Laura Mark. She just hesitated for a slight second, and oh, if she pulled the trigger initially, she probably would have scored. Tough break there for Laura Mark as four black defensemen drop down and get in the way of her shot attempt. Second chance for Creelman. That shot gets blocked by LaRue as Team Black tried to dig it out here with 2.20 remaining in the third period. Ashley Andrews backhands it to the line, but it's kept in by Poitavin. He lets the shot fly and he scores! Dave Poitavin gets will. the goal and it's 3-1 for Team Yellow. Will they count? Yes, it will. Okay, I didn't hear a whistle. I didn't either, but right away the officials signaled a good goal. Oh. So maybe a little bit of controversy on that one, but a great goal there for Dave Poitavin. <laughs> I was, I've been hanging out with Dave uh, most of the last two days. Uh, knew each other really well. And uh, he always talks about, I think I'll go down and raise havoc with Dave Brown. Two <laughs> ice elves just kind of getting in each other's faces a little bit. So I guess the question is, what's the discussion going to be like tonight? Is it just going to be Dave Poitavin talking about how that was the best goal in the history of blind hockey? It may be. <laughs> but his girlfriend's down. She'll straighten him out one way or the other. So she'll go, come on, buddy. It really wasn't that good. <laughs> well, La Montagna trying to make an impact here for Team Black. Just a minute 15 remaining in regulation as Provan and La Montagna try kick the puck in, but nothing doing, and now Team Yellow have it up the ice as it's Caputo, and he's got Sean Creelman streaking with him. Caputo feeds it in front for Creelman, and he taps it home. What a goal! And Team Yellow have locked this one up. It's 4-1 with under a minute remaining. Yeah, and they've locked up the series. Great goal there for Sean Creelman, a multi-point night for him. And how about the play of young Timmy Caputo? He continues to impress here this weekend. Yeah, he's he's really burst on the scene large and uh, probably having a lot of fun out there. This kid's probably enjoying this. And it's just a blast for him. A great goal there for Team Yellow. And with 53.1 seconds left in regulation and a three-goal margin, Team Yellow looking to secure their second victory here in the low vision and development division. Andrews picks the puck up for Team Black. Maybe she's got something to say about this. Drops it to Karen Rousseau. Rousseau's shot gets blocked. Second chance for Andrews and a nice defensive play by Ted Mortsigu to get a stick on that. 
30 seconds remaining in the third period. Team Yellow clear it out as Brandon Joy has it at center ice. Plays it up for Andrews. You can hear the officials telling them the delayed offside, but Andrews makes a good play. Makes the pass to Rousseau. Rousseau takes the shot and it just trickles wide of the near post. Andrews plays it to the far side corner. The final few seconds ticking off the clock here. Team Yellow secure the victory. A final score in this one, four to one over Team Black. And that wraps up the preliminary round here at the 2018 Canadian National Blind Hockey Tournament. Hi, I'm Ramia Amuthan. Join me weekly for AMI Audiobook Review, the podcast that explores new titles, introduces us to famous narrators, and updates what's hot at the Center for Equitable Library Access. Download episodes of AMI Audiobook Review from your favorite podcast provider. Hi, I'm Jenny Bovard. Join me monthly for Low Vision Moments, where I speak with awesome guests about some of the amusing things that happen when you're blind or partially sighted. Watch on YouTube or download Low Vision Moments from your favorite podcast distributor. Hi, I'm Red Sale, inviting you to download the latest episode of My Life in Books, where internationally acclaimed authors discuss their lives, their work, and three books that have resonated with them. That's My Life in Books, available wherever you get your AMI podcasts. Join me every couple weeks for the Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther podcast, where we learn about outdoor tech and tips. Plus, we look at news affecting the environment. AMI's Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther is available from your favorite podcast provider. Join us weekly for The Pulse with host Joita Gupta, who brings us closer to issues impacting the disability community across Canada. Watch The Pulse on YouTube or listen wherever you download your AMI podcasts. I'm Margaret Shepard of the AMI podcast, Tripping On Air. Every month, my co-host Alex Hadjar and I spill the tea on what it's really like to live with MS. Watch Tripping On Air on YouTube or download wherever you get your pods. The Walrus is Canada's conversation, and you're invited to take part. Download AMI's Voices of the Walrus, where professional narrators read selected articles from the magazine. Available wherever you download your AMI podcasts. Hello, I'm Sean Priest. Join me monthly for Sean of the Shed, where I introduce you to all the technology that can be so useful to us as blind or partially sighted people. Find Shaun of the Shed wherever you find all your podcasts. Hi, I'm Stephen Scott. Join me every day for Double Tap. It's a show where we occasionally talk about technology for blind and partially sighted people. You'll find us wherever you get your podcasts.